Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sam Delaney. And welcome to this, the third part of our deep dive into Roy Keane's 2014 autobiography called The Second Half, which he wrote in conjunction with the famous Irish writer Roddy Doyle. And uh, I think, I can imagine that the creative process would just be Keane sitting in a probably a rocking chair, just rocking backwards and forwards and just spouting bile and anecdotes or oh, Roddy Doyle f- fucking feverishly types so, it all so, up some of it like it, the actual prose so to speak in the book some of it is um, literally like Roddy Doyle at times writes it quite nicely mm. and at other times it just feels like these are just the straight transcriptions transcribe the ravings of, 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 Roy of Roy Keane someone else has just typed out and they put it straight into the book Roy Morris Keane those are, forget. those are my favourite bits yeah <laughs> Right, so we we left him. Uh, he just retired from playing um, after a few months at Celtic, where he'd been on the bus with John Hartson, who'd been eating McCoys and drinking Panda Pops. He ended with an anecdote about someone he used to know when he was fourteen, who preferred to go out on his skateboard instead of train to be a footballer. And um, you can stick your skateboard. Yeah, was where we left it. After Celtic, Roy was unveiled as the new manager of my own team, Sunderland, mm. which is a marvellous time. How because did you feel on that day? I was elated. Right. I thought, this is brilliant. This is not what we expected at all. Mm. Niall Quinn had, had led a consortium who'd bought out the club from the previous chairman, a consortium of seven Irish businessmen, and <laughs> Quinn had took over running the team himself because he couldn't get a manager, and we'd lost something like our first five matches because Quinn can't manage football teams. No. And then he, he, Quinn said, uh, I am on the brink of unveiling a world-class manager. So we thought, fucking hell, is it, is it going to be John Gregory? Is it going to be, you know, Sir Bobby Robson? Who's it going to be? Yeah. Who's our new manager going to be? No, Roy Keane. So when he said world-class, he meant someone who'd been a world-class player and had no pedigree whatsoever as a manager. So Keane came in um, about three days, I think, before the transfer deadline. And on deadline day at the end of August, that first season, he bought six players in six hours. Yeah. On the last um, the last day, it was fantastic. He brought so in like exciting. Dwight York. He um, got Dwight York all the way back from Sydney FC. He did. He lured him back from yeah. Sydney FC to bring him to Sunderland. I did something like the Jedi mind trick he, or something. He, he thought that he'd had some pizzazz, didn't he? And yeah. some excitement, which yeah. presumably he did. A bit of ebullience in the dressing mm. room. And it did it. It worked. It worked a treat. So uh, he's a manager now. There's a, a a segment in the book where he says, "I'd never had an office before. Now I had a secretary. I had a phone, a phone with buttons. It's a bit David Peace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> phone, phone with buttons. One, buttons you press. Two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. Hashtag star. Some people call it hashtag. In America, they call it the pound sign. I don't call it fucking anything. I think it's stupid and pointless. It's never just some lines. Never fucking once used it in my life. I, what? It's for, for playing fucking knots and crosses with. I call it them lines. Press the button with them lines on. Press one for the ticket office. Press two for your assistant manager. Press three for the wife and kids. <laughs> so he says, uh, I had a leather chair that swung round, a swivel chair. For the first few days, I used to swing around on it. If any of the players or staff had peeped through the office window, that's not a very Roy Keane word, is it? Peeped. Peeped. <laughs> peeped through the office window. Roddy Doyle that. Had a fucking look through the window. Roddy's gone. Sorry, Roy. When, can I keep, just stop you there? I might, I might change that to when you say take a fucking look. It's sort of quicker for us to just write peep. Fucking peep! Roddy, <laughs> what the fuck is the matter with you? You're making me sound like a fucking fairy princess. No one fucking peeps. What am I? A fucking dormouse out of one of them silly cartoons. Sleeping at night in a fucking acorn shell. Peeping out through the fucking hole in the door. Peep! I don't fucking peep anywhere. Peep! You might as well call this a paedophile's tale. You're making me sound like a paedophile. That's your agenda. I fucking suspected it from the start. I wish I'd never fucking got you to be my ghostwriter. Let's just take five minutes to start again soon. So if they peeped through the office window and seen me going, wee, Roddy, this book you've written, you've put, <laughs> underwear you've put peeped. You've also got me going, I can't even say it, Roddy. <laughs> you've got I'm me going. Spell it out for you. W- w- <laughs> e, 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 a fat fucking E. Jesus Christ, what are you trying to do to me? <laughs> he says... The phone would ring and I'd be pressing different buttons trying to get the last, trying to get the right line. Fuck's sake! I'm pressing the buttons with the lines on. Nothing's happening. Who's trying to talk to me now? <laughs> what the fuck's happening? His voice is coming out of my fucking head. Oh. Fucking Yaffle's back. Who's that on the end three? Is it you? Silence. There was a deadly silence. I heard it. Out. I knew who it fucking was. Yaffle. Yaffle, is it you? Is it you, you cunt? I know it's you. I'll fucking find you, you cunt. Don't fucking prank call me. I got work to do here. It's not like the old days in Portugal, you know. I'm running a fucking football club. I haven't got time for your fucking shenanigans now. This is Sunderland, Yaffle. We got people here. We got clever people. I got a trace put on the line. There'll be somebody there in ten minutes and they're going to beat the fucking shit out of you. Ah. I never did find out if it was Yaffle, but I've got, let's just say, I've got my fucking strong suspicions to this day that that cunt was trying to undermine me. <laughs> so I went to Nile Quinn and I said, you've got to get some so- fucking security people in here, XSAS, that kind of thing, because some cunt, and I think it's Professor Yaffle out of Backpuss, is fucking prank calling me when I'm trying to do my business in the office. And Naya was like, don't worry about it, Roy. It's no problem. No one's calling you. You just need to work out how to accept the call. Press the button with the lines on. Don't fuck me around. I told you at the beginning, there's no way I'm pressing that fucking button with the lines on it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not interested in that shite. But if you don't press it, they're not going to get through. 
And that's why you keep getting silence. It's not because an imaginary wooden bird is fucking calling you upright. I'm fucking telling you as a friend here. Listen, I know what I heard. I heard his breathing. I remembered it from Portugal. Don't fucking tell me what I'm imagining and what I'm not imagining. <laughs> it's him and fucking... And I tell you, he's put the con up to it. <laughs> fucking queer us. Carlos fucking queer boy queer us. They're rocking in cahoots again. Over in Portugal. In that fucking villa with all the spikes. They share a fucking timeshare, Niall. I'm telling you for your own sake, because it's going to undermine you as well. You'll find out who Queeras' agent is. Get on his website. Click on where it says clients. And it'll be a drop down. And it'll say Carlos Queeras. And it'll say Professor Yaffle. Niall never understood my concerns, but that's what I was learning about management. It's all about opinions. In the end, we agreed to differ on the Yaffle situation, and I just cracked on with the work like... Niall thought he'd put it to bed, but he hadn't. (laughs) To all intents and purposes, I'd forgotten about it as far as he could see, but in my mind it was always there. I fucking knew, and a part of my respect for Niall died after that incident. (laughs) It was my third week at Sunderland, but in a way it was the beginning and the end. <laughs> Yaffle had won again. He'd won the battle, but not the war. <laughs> the war will never be over. <laughs> so, um, the, the, we're matching Ipswich, and he talks about the, uh, the, the dressing room music that was being played. He says, one staff member took charge of the music in the dressing room. It might seem strange, but you find out about characters when you look to see who's in charge of the music. It, it might seem strange. It does a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah but go on. <laughs> a young lad might want to put on the latest sound. <laughs> I'd really dial again, Fucking isn't it? sound. <laughs> What's all this shit about sounds? I fucking hate sounds. The, what all are the, of them. The young lads, they put on the bleeps and the beats. And it does me does me noggin in. I'll I'll, I'll uh, Roy, I'll just put the latest sound for that instead of what you just said. Put the bleeps and the beats. They'll know what I'm on about. <laughs> Orbital. That's them. Uh, and an older player might say, "I'm the senior player," and put himself in charge of it. But I noticed none of the players were taking charge of the music, and this was a concern for me. A member of staff was in charge of it. I was looking at him, thinking, "I hope someone nails him here." <laughs> <laughs> Nails him. <laughs> I hope someone gets him on the floor and pulls his tape machine off him. So the last song that was played before the players went out onto the pitch, he says, was Dancing Queen by Abba. What really worried me was that none of the players, nobody, said, get that shit off. I stood back and thought, it's not my place either. I'm learning. <laughs> we went 1-0 up, but we lost 3-1. I don't think it was down to Dancing Queen. But after the match, I criticised the players. It was one of the few times I lost the rag. They had to take responsibility. I told them it was their music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, lads. It's very fucking simple. At United, right, Wes Brown did all the fucking music, right, and you knew it was going to be good. I didn't... I refused to listen to any fucking music, so I'd leave the room. That's fine. By the way, Raddy, while we're burning this, you seen these fucking lads, daft punk, are they called? <laughs> Fucking hell. The couple of clowns are going around in fucking like Darth Vader with fucking big space helmets on. It could be anybody in there. <laughs> it could be a couple of kiddies on each other's shoulders. It's a fucking security risk. <laughs> he says, uh, 
they had to take responsibility. I told them it was the music. But but Roy, the 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 the, the tape selection and the tack tack. No, it's none of that. That's not why we lost three one. It's the Abba. You're going out there with Abba ringing through your minds. <laughs> How are you supposed to concentrate on what you got to do when you're thinking about Anjeta Falskog and a lovely, lovely, curvy ass? The last thing you lads need is to go out there with a bunch of fucking erections on the go. <clears throat> it's distracting, trust me. It's disrespectful <laughs> to the pain supporters. <laughs> None of them's got erections. It's fucking freezing cold out there. You know, they've been standing in the fucking freezing cold, minus three, right, waiting for you fuckers to come out. To come out your heated dressing room with your little stubbies on. And you all come out with the fucking bulges in your shorts because you've been <laughs> thinking about her from Abba. It's fucking... It's not on. <laughs> and he says... He says, he goes out to say, they were going out to play a match, men versus men. Testosterone levels were high. Ah. <laughs> Erections. He says, you've got to hit people at pace. Fucking dancing queen. I wouldn't have minded if it had been one of Abba's faster ones. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me, give me a man after fucking midnight. Could that I'd understand. Have you not got Summer Night City? What <laughs> <laughs> uh. are these... Um, I remember tales of this when he was at Sunderland at the time. One of his favourite things when things were going badly in the dressing room was to kick the tactics board over. Mm. And he mentions that in the book. Yeah. Uh, the kit man, Cookie, it says he, he enjoyed that one too. If I came in angry at half time, I'd say to him, Cookie, get the tactics board up. He'd set it up and I'd kick it over, give it a karate kick. Yeah, he goes, I did a bit of a Bruce Lee on it. <laughs> I love it if he'd make the noise as well. Hi-ya! <laughs> <laughs> he says he'd set it up by kicking over give it a karate kick I, it would let off a bit of steam and by kicking the board I was telling the players that this particular game wasn't about tactics <laughs> <laughs> some are some aren't some are about music some are about the music of ABBA some are about <laughs> some, one day some might be about the music of Daft Punk who knows <laughs> every game's different lads that's what I'm trying to tell you that's why I kicked that fucking big board over he says sometimes you need the board but my point now was this has nothing to do with fucking tactics this is about how much you want it and they seem to want it more than you the championship is a lot less tactical than the premiership it's more about the characters in your dressing room and the music they play presumably mm. jalapeño Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Um, living accommodation while he was at Sunderland. He says... um. I rented a flat in Durham 
in a student area. I could go into the cafes because, generally speaking, students aren't that interested in football. So they, <laughs> so they hadn't a clue who I was. I'd be in bed at eight or nine anyway. I should have decorated the flat a bit more, made it more of a home. I wish I'd made more of an effort. I could have got a good telly, a nice sofa. But I ended up living like a student myself. Pot noodles and tins of <laughs> Excellent. So let's just let's just unpick that. So he's living in a student area, a flat in a student area, pr- presumably in, you know, student digs yeah. in Durham. He's what, he's not made any effort. Go why on. was he living in Durham? I mean, yeah, give us a, your your northeast insight here. I mean, where's Sunderland's training ground? Is it's, it in Sunderland? It's, it's uh, yeah, it's on the outskirts of Sunderland. It's probably about a thirty thirty five minute drive from so, so Durham. And, okay, but you know, a, a lot of players and stuff don't actually live in Sunderland. They, yeah, they, they prefer to the be away. Yeah, from yeah. just in so they villages. don't get so they don't get hassled. Yeah. And, and because, he's gone to student area, but imagine that, right? The students are going to fucking know who he is. Well, he says not. Student, <laughs> stu- he, he says. Those conservatives got their fucking heads in a book. Generally speaking, he says students aren't that interested in football. <laughs> what fucking bollocks that is. <laughs> he's got, that's sort of like a 1960s, 1970s kind of an idea he's got where all students are kind of like Student Grant out of Viz. Yeah. And they're kind of into left wing political activism. Yeah. And uh, do you know? Just think, football is like some sort of opium of the masses. So he's 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 kind of um, he's he's living. I think it's like official university accommodation, actual digs. I reckon so. On yeah. campus, on campus. Imagine yeah. that. You yeah. start university and you, you, you go, your first day, don't it, you? You kind of you go into the kitchen, shared kitchen, try yeah. to sort of tentatively make friends with people. You're getting your shopping out that your mum's giving you like a pint of milk and all the rest of it. <laughs> And you're thinking, oh, what's, what are you studying? Oh, I'm studying geography. And then Fit Bird comes in. You think, oh, she's nice. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, English. Oh, that's nice. And then suddenly the door slams. <laughs> Who the fuck are all of yous? <laughs> oh, hi. What's your name? Never mind what my fucking name is. Where's my fucking milk? And who's been using my fucking one spray fryer's delight? <laughs> what, are you, um, what are you studying? What am I studying? <laughs> um... PE! <laughs> Done a degree in PE! I ended up having to disguise myself as a student to blend in. <laughs> I went out and got a, a wee pair of them John Lennon round glasses they all fucking go around wearing, and a cardigan. <laughs> and a little stick on chin beard. <laughs> Started smoking that marijuana stuff. It was fucking vile. <laughs> but I had, I had to, to do, do it. it. <laughs> Every I, got night, a... I was doing it again and again and again. I got myself a polo neck and a berry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started was... writing poems. In the end, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I found it a relaxing, relaxing way to pass the time before I went to bed at nine o'clock. And then the students would come in at three o'clock in the morning and wake me up. And I had to have a quiet word with a few of them. A few of them went home after that. They ended their degrees. I don't think that was my... I don't know what they're up to now. We don't stay in touch. <laughs> Sometimes I wish like we do, to. though. I'd like to. If they're reading this, drop me a line. <laughs> they were good times. <laughs> so, so there's these, there's these, these student digs, and he's, he says, I should have decorated the flat a bit more. I wish I'd made more of an effort. I could have got a good telly, a nice sofa. So what do you think he's got there? I mean, we know he's got a spider hole on the west coast of Ireland. Yeah, that's where he's happiest. Do you think it was a similar sort of so setup? So he hasn't got a good telly. That suggests he's got a telly, but he's it's not a, a good a 24-inch one. 24-inch square, Gosh, portable. Shit, it's, not, it's not even widescreen. So, yeah, it might be black and white. It's not even like flat screen. It's like no, it's an not. old one, big, big, big With a big thing. arse on it, yeah. yeah. big arse. <laughs> he's got that. 
he's got standard. He's just got the five channels, and even Channel Five, the reception's. Not he hasn't very even good got Freeview. He's just got a coaxial in the back of the telly. Yeah, and an aerial. So he's just mainly watching. Probably, I, I watch a lot of uh, Channel Four stuff. Location, <laughs> location, location. That kind of thing. Grand designs. Grand designs. Fucking good program. Um, it was the polar opposite of the existence I was enjoying myself yeah. at the time. So he's got a shit telly. It's just propped up on a copy of the Thompson's directory that he found in the stairwell. And he's just propped it up on that. He sleeps, presumably, on a bare floor like General Sir Michael I Jackson. Got, I, got, I got a portable aerial for the top of the TV, but it wasn't working out so good. So I had to go down to Argos and get a booster <laughs> for the signal. <laughs> Even then, it wasn't perfect. I got into a situation in Argos when I was there. <laughs> Because the, the, they were taking so long getting it out, you know, out from the warehouse out the back. I ended up, they, they brought the first one out and I fucking did a Bruce Lee on it, didn't I? <laughs> Kicked it across the room. I was trying to prove to them this wasn't about the booster. <laughs> it was about the characters you've got in there. <laughs> Who have you got out the back there? <laughs> Bring them out. Uh, I've got to be honest, the warehouse team down there at Durham Argos, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> Some of them were drinking fizzy pop, eating crisps. It was unprofessional. It was League Two stuff. <laughs> I thought to myself, welcome to hell. <laughs> I walked through the doors of that Argus. I took one look around. I thought to myself, welcome to hell. <laughs> so he's got the telly. He got. He hasn't got a nice sofa. So I don't know what he's. Like he says he's sleeping on the floor. Is he? What's he sitting? He'll in, sleep in the on co- the floor. Has he got a beanbag? He'd prefer it. Students have beanbags. Well, he might have done that to try and blend in. Yeah. Give myself a wee beanbag. So I never got- sit in it, but you know. It looks right. He's got himself dressed up as a beatnik. He's writing poetry. He's sitting on a beanbag. I've got a wee, uh, wee beard. You know, they call it a soul patch. <laughs> just a wee beard just underneath your lower lip. Just a wee one. When I was a training and at matches, I'll just keep my fingers over it so nobody can see it. <laughs> no one passed comment. They knew better. <laughs> oh, God. So he's, and he's eating beans, which is not like him. I mean, remember the Pot days... noodles and beans. When he was at United and he went mad... And went on a fucking a Italian free diet. He went on that Italian yoga retreat with Ryan Giggs and Ryan Giggs' mates. I've often sorry, this is rewinding a bit, but we did, right. when he went on that trip, which we talked about on a previous episode with Giggs in the summer, you just think Giggs went off with he actually says Giggs was going with a load of his mates to some retreat. Right. And you can just imagine it's like when the school bully, right? You're you're taught you're you're at school and you're talking about a party that's going on that night. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, we're going out. Yeah, yeah. And the school bully suddenly wants to be friends. He's going, where's that? Where's that party? And that's the moment you realise this bully is quite lonely. Yeah, he's, let, he's letting his guard him, down for you've once. Never yeah. him like that before. You realise probably that's why he's a bully. Yeah, is because he's lonely and he can't connect with people on any other level. So he just lashes but out. Now he's showing a vulnerability because yeah. he sidled up and he's going, "Did I hear you saying you were going to a party? Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, what 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 time you're meeting then? Yeah, I yeah. might come. And you're too scared to say no. Because he's a bully. Come. No, yeah. you can't come, you cunt, we hate you. Yeah. Right? Or no, maybe we don't hate you, but we're just scared of you and you'll make it all weird. Yeah. And that's what happened with Giggs and Keith. Because Giggs retreat. is arranging it. And you go, what's that you're talking about? I heard you on your phone. <laughs> what? Ryan! Ryan! I know you can hear me, Ryan. What's that you're talking about on the phone there with your pals? You're going to Italy. What's that? Yoga, is it? Yeah. And a, and a vegan. What? Oh, I, I like the idea of that. When you're going, yeah, get put me down for a ticket. <laughs> and he's going, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure if there's. Ma- oh, go on, it's fine. I, I'll pay my own way. That's what you're fucking worried about. It's good enough for you. It's good enough for me. I need to get in shape. Come on, put me down for a ticket. We'll have a crack. <laughs> we'll have a good crack. Who's going? Are oh, your pals? 
Yeah, they'll love it if I'm there. <laughs> Tell them I'm coming. They'll be excited to meet me. I'll be there. I'll meet you at the fucking airport. And he's like, oh, at the airport, they're all there and they're fucking really excited. And all going away. And then suddenly one of them goes, Ryan, is that uh rugged? All right, lads. Yeah, I, I, and did, Ryan I didn't, hasn't I didn't told know how them, to tell you. Is he coming with us? Yeah, he's coming with us. For the whole two weeks? Yeah. Fuck, fucking hell. <laughs> He's just standing there, stare. He's not, Ryan. No, he has not stopped staring at me. Like he hasn't blinked for the R- last five minutes. Right, R- right, Ryan. Why is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> we're going to a yoga retreat. <laughs> All right, lads. We're going off on a holiday together. Why is he got playing that weird mandolin? <laughs> Getting in the fucking holiday spirit, you miserable cunts. <laughs> hey, I hope you fucking cheer up, or we're going to have a shake time out there, aren't we? Right, 7am, bar's open, let's have a pint. <laughs> yeah, like, tradition. Oh no, there's a psychopath on our holiday. <laughs> it's going to be so... Di- and then the whole holiday must have been so difficult for them. <laughs> uh, and you, you've gone there with high hopes, it's going to be such a good laugh in the evenings. And he's, and he's detoxing from meat as well, so he's yeah, been so permanently really livid. Grumpy. And in the evening, you, rather than get together like you were going to in the evenings and have, you know, have a drink or if they're trying to be healthy, maybe have a, an ice cream and play fucking cards or something they're just like I'm going straight to bed they were going to bed at 6pm every night calling their wives texting each other yeah texting each other and group. calling their wives just going oh, no to be honest it's not really going that well I mean Ryan brought his workmate Roy with him and he's a bit of a fucking nightmare lads he's out in the corner lads where are you you sleep already come on I got fucking travel scrabble here <laughs> Do you want to play Travel Scrabble, you cunt? It comes in. Wake up! <laughs> it comes into breakfast on the morning. Morning, everybody! How's y'all feeling? How's your yeah. iron levels feeling? I can feel mine dropping. Right, 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 right. You can't feel iron in you. Yeah. I fucking I can. I can. <laughs> and also, like, one night they'd have all WhatsApped each other and sort of tried to make a plan that they could go out into the town. Yeah. But they'll wait for him. They go, usually he's back in his room by eight. I don't know what's going on in there, but there's a lot <laughs> banging around and crashing. And you hear him shouting, like, something about Yaffle. I don't know if he's on the phone or what. <laughs> but once he's doing that, once yeah. he, sort of, he settles into a sort of a, a mad tantrum in his room at around eight, and that goes on for about an hour, and in the end, then it goes quiet. he ties himself out. <laughs> and that's when we can get out. And they're all fucking sneaking out, and they're thinking it's fine. And then he fucking sees them. Lads! Oh, no. Oh, hi, Roy. Where the fuck are you going, mate? We were just going for a stroll into town. Thanks for fucking telling me, you cunts. We thought you were asleep. I wasn't asleep. <laughs> You're never asleep. Can't not, fucking... not wholly. Hold up one minute. Hold on. I'll go and get my, my shirt on and my wee guitar and I'll come with you. And they're like, oh, fuck it. Some of them are just going, actually, I've changed my mind and going back. You fucking miserable cunt. You know you're ruining this Saturday. I haven't seen you smile once. <laughs> Worst thing. This, this is it. it. The next notable moment in the book, he's a solo manager. Um, he has a confrontation with the, the winger, Liam Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence is complaining because I think he got... He got um, substituted in a practice match during training and he kicked off a bit with Roy about mm. it which doesn't seem like a very good thing to do it's like he must have a death wish or something so it, it ends up in Kane's office and he says the two of us were shouting at each other in the office I think now it would have been wise to have someone else present if I thought there was going to be a confrontation or a contract a contract issue or a plane wanted to leave someone to witness the conversation all the he said this and mm. I said that Um, 
other players had to stand on the sideline to give another player a run out that's all there was to it it's as simple as that but Liam was going I'm not putting up with all this hmm. it was a proper shouting match it was more than that it was intense oh. I think I might have grabbed him <laughs> <laughs> I think now I can't remember exactly but uh, just put Raddy just write I think I might have grabbed him put and that. then he's put there might have been a bit of grappling when he started to leave the office <laughs> Had a wee grapple, nothing more, nothing there was a little, less. Just you know, just a couple of fellas having a wrestle, <laughs> just letting off a little bit of steam. I tell you what, it would have been nice if Nicky Butt had been there to referee. That's all I'm saying. We were alone, but everyone in the other offices would have heard us <laughs> because you know we have a, a, li- a little bit of a grapple. People in the other What's offices going on out there. <laughs> He's great. Right, Roy's pinned Liam Lawrence to the floor and he's sort of just squashing his face into the carpet. (laughs) He's cutting his hair. He's cutting his hair off. He's like, he's doing that thing where he lets a, he pins his arms with his knees and then he lets a flob dangle out of his mouth so it's almost touching Liam Lawrence's face and then at last minute sucks it back up. (laughs) Uh, I used to do that to them. It's a good technique. Fergie taught me that. Focuses their minds. <laughs> it's the jeopardy. You've got to get them focused on the jeopardy. They don't know if you're going to suck it back up in time. Uh, <laughs> but I was an expert at doing this. You can imagine him <laughs> I co- never once let the flab touch them, to be fair. <laughs> I'd had it done to me as a kid. And now I was doing it to Liam Lawrence. It's the circle of life, isn't it? <laughs> Put Wait, that, Roddy. I like that. I like that film there. It's that deep. film. The fucking Lion King. That's a great film, that. Have you seen that, Roddy? <laughs> you should watch it. It's a great fucking film. It's my favourite ever fucking film. It's lions, but if you think about them as people, it all makes sense, really. Because really, lions are just like people, but with extra extra couple of legs. See that cunt scar? <laughs> See that cunt scar if he came tr- around m- trying to kill my father? I'd fucking rip the cunt's head off. Scar! Scarlet's Quiraz, my like. Yeah, that's who the cunt reminded me of. So the, he, the wee baby lion, that's me. His father, that's Fergie. Scar, that's fucking Quiraz coming between us with his fucking mind games. <laughs> and Roddy's like, okay, right, I, we've been through this before. I, will, I promise you, I will watch. I sent it to you. I sent you the DVD on fucking Amazon or whatever the fuck it's called. I got the DVD. Let's. We really need to crack on because the publisher has been in touch about the deadline. <laughs> Fine. Just write that I like the Lion King. I want that on record. <laughs> so you're saying I can't do a whole chapter about the Lion King? <laughs> Not really, Roy. We, we need to try and keep this down to you know, 70,000 words if we can. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'll do another book with someone else. <laughs> I'll do a bomb with Andy Crane or Philip Schofield, one of them fellas. They're you know the, all about the kids' films. They're the ones who know about what f- people want to fucking write, read about. Not you with your fucking bullshit. I can imagine he, he maybe consulted Graham Souness when he had this this HR problem with Liam Lawrence. He ringed ring him Souness. Yeah. What shall I do, Graham? I got a play. He's gone out of line. He's out of order. What shall I do? <laughs> uh, uh, I think you should beat him up, bro. Get him in your office. Beat him up. <laughs> I will, Graham. I will. Thanks for the advice. I was fucking hoping you'd say that, like. (laughs) That's why I rang you. (laughs) So that was Liam Lawrence dealt with. Uh, We've run out of time for this episode. Oh, my God. We're not even through fucking Sutton. We've We've still got Ipswich and Ireland. We've got a list of 30 
uh, points that we've raised in the book from the beginning of this episode. We've got through five of them. So I think <laughs> I think this, this, this Roy Keane Odyssey could go on to about ten episodes, possibly. Yeah. If the listeners want that, let us know on Twitter, yeah. at TF Time Machine. Tell us, because we, we are here to serve you and to serve your needs. If you want it, we'll give it you. If you don't want it, we might we'll give, give it, it anyway. anyway. <laughs> Either right. way, you're going to hear a lot more about this. And don't. And then we're moving on to fucking Keegan, so buckle up. And if the, the Keen episodes suddenly disappear from the website, um, we all know what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another one soon. Ta-da. Ta-da. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.